This is episode 106, Get Over Your Money Blocks with Doreen. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. Always wonderful to have you here. Got a show about abundance and prosperity and money issues. This has been a hot topic lately. If you missed my interview with Christy Whitman on Coach's Corner, definitely go back and check that out. We talked a lot about money and money as an energy and how to shift our blocks around money. And before we dive in, just a reminder to go and fill out the Podcast One survey, podcastone.com slash my survey. It gives the network all kinds of information about you, and the show, all of it is completely anonymous, but it really, really, really helps. And as you've heard, there are sponsors of the show, which continue to make it free for you. I've got a new one today. I'm so excited to tell you about, cause you're going to get a special deal. So stay tuned for that, but it just really helps us find the most aligned partners and sponsors for the show, because I don't want to endorse anything that you guys don't want, or you don't like, or that is not in alignment with you. So again, podcastone.com slash my survey is linked up in the show notes. Alrighty. So like I said, today's episode has to do with money issues and how to overcome blocks to getting your financial life to a place where it feels abundant and healthy. When it comes to money, I have learned that what's pivotal to address first, even before you try to learn and implement strategies about budgeting, investing, et cetera, is examining your relationship with money and any old issues or patterns that may be lingering around that really are creating a huge block. And that's exactly what I coached Doreen on in this episode. She's wanting to build her business as a coach, break out of limiting beliefs around money and shift some of her spending and earning patterns. So as you're listening to this coaching session, consider, do you feel like you have blocks or issues when it comes to money? Do you have a lot of debt? Do you quickly spend what you have and almost sabotage your financial success? Is it hard for you to really ask for what you're worth? And is it hard to receive when it comes to money? Do you even feel a little guilty when you have money? Could there be a lingering belief that money is evil or bad? Did you grow up in a home where there was a healthy relationship with money? In other words, money was never the source of argument or reason why your family struggled and you were taught how money works. Or did you grow up where there wasn't such a healthy relationship with money, where it was a source of a lot of arguments or struggle? And finally, are you willing to lean into the belief that money is indeed an energy and it's possible to shift our relationship with our finances when we clear up limiting beliefs and old patterns and even old issues around money? So I'm so excited to tell you about a new sponsorship that we have. Maybe you've heard of it before, Stitch Fix. Here's the deal. Love it or hate it. There's no denying that you could be shopping better. You either spend all day at the mall and end up with yet another striped t-shirt or scroll endlessly online just to leave everything in your cart. But now you can shop the productive way and end up with stuff you actually love with Stitch Fix. Okay, guys, I love Stitch Fix because I actually hate clothes shopping. I love food shopping, but I hate clothes shopping. I get overwhelmed. I don't know what to buy. And that's why Stitch Fix is so cool because you get a personal stylist. So let me explain. 
So whether you're looking to just express your personal style, dress for the job you want, or try something new, Stitch Fix can style you on your time. You don't even have to leave the house. You just fill out your style profile online and Stitch Fix will send clothes, shoes, and accessories picked just for you. Your size, your lifestyle, your budget, and of course what you like. Each Stitch Fix box contains five items you can try out at home so you can see what works with your wardrobe and you only pay for the items you keep. And sending back everything else is super easy. Stitch Fix covers shipping both ways for returns and exchanges too. And there's no subscription required. You can get your fix monthly, quarterly, or whenever you feel like it. And guys, you can get Stitch Fix too. It's not just for the ladies. So get started now at stitchfix.com slash over it. And we'll link that up in the show notes and you'll get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash over it to try Stitch Fix today. Again, stitchfix.com slash over it. And now let's get on to my coaching session with Doreen. Doreen, welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. So I'm struggling with manifesting financial abundance into my life. Um, I've been in the health industry for the past five years, but it's been a real struggle for me to just break through. And I am still dependent on my husband financially. I feel like I do the work in my head and I journal about it. And I also feel like I am being of service to my community through my work, but still money. I feel like it's just, it just doesn't come to me. I feel like I have to work really, really hard to earn it. And it's just not fun. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. So are you working as a health coach or what are you doing? Yes. Okay. And then you said you're doing the work. What do you mean by that? So, I mean, you know, I read the books. I even listened to, I loved your um, episode with Christy uh, Whitman. Yes. I signed up to all of her stuff. So I'm, you know, I am, I feel like I am being active, you know, actively searching and I read, I'm reading books and I even hired my own, I have my own coach and we are working through some things, but I feel like there is no, like, there isn't this feeling of like breakthrough of like, finally, I'm like, aha, like this is what I need. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And what have you uncovered so far in the work that you've done about what potential blocks to prosperity could be? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me this question. (laughs) So I feel like I have really deep uh, money wounds and they are coming from my home of origin. My mom and dad fought a lot about money and I feel like I am playing out this old pattern between my mom and my dad, whatever was going on with between them. My mom was the one, you know, who was very responsible with, with money. And my dad was, and still to these this days, pretty reckless with money. And I feel like it's just sort of like showing up in my own life. Although I do have the awareness, my husband is the one who, you know, he would be really smart with like grocery and like, he wouldn't just spend money so easily. And for me, it's like, Oh, whatever. You know, it's so easy for me to just, you know, shed money. Right. Would you say that you're reckless or that you just spend? I don't think it's recklessness because I do have the awareness. I think it's just spending. And he says it's because I didn't, I haven't yet earned, you know, I didn't feel like I'm earning the money. So that's why it's easier for me to spend somebody else's money. Okay. And if you had a breakthrough around this, 
what would change? Oh, that's such a good question. I just want to feel like I'm being responsible with money. I want to feel like I do the work that needs to be done in order to earn it. Well, it sounds like you're doing that. Yes. And then I want to also feel like I am doing whatever is necessary to spend it wisely. Okay. So does it happen where you kind of earn it and then you spend it right away? Yes. Oh, for sure. Like, okay. And it happened with my family, my dad as well. Like he, he just cannot linger to money. Like he cannot hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard about people who win the lottery that go broke in like a year or two? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that happens? They just don't know how to manage money, I guess. That's not quite it. It's more about worthiness. If all of a sudden you go from no money to having money, there's some part of the psyche that feels unworthy of it. Like the belief system, not all people that win the lottery spend it, but a lot do, especially people that came from a lot less. Because Mm -hmm. there's a belief system that kept them at a poverty or low income level, right? And so when all this money comes in, it's in direct contrast to the belief system. They don't feel they're worthy. They end up sabotaging it. They It's the belief system around not feeling worthy or money is the root of all evil or I struggle with money that perpetuates the spending. Because anything you don't feel worthy of, anything that you judge, you want to get rid of. Right. Does that make sense? It does. And I feel like in my head, I understand this and I don't, I don't see myself sabotaging my own, like, for example, I can tell you let's say three years ago, I would like drive, you know, be on the, on the road in my car. And I would see like a woman driving a really expensive car. And the immediate sort of script that would go through my head would be like, Oh wow. She probably has a very rich husband. (laughs) Like that would be, you know, my way of thinking. And now I intentionally deliberately um, change that because it's not true. Like I've done the work of Byron Katie and I, I, I understand that it's a limiting belief, but I still feel like even though I do this work, you know, and I, it's just, this I hear you. Me. Let's, let's look at, let's, let's go a different route. So let's talk about your mom. Were you close to her? Yes. Okay. And if I heard you accurately, it sounds like your mom was the responsible one. Yes. And watching her be the one that was responsible for money, what was that like for you? What did you observe in watching that? She always complained that my dad is reckless. And she was always very frustrated because, I mean, as a man, uh, and I come from a very traditional family, he was the main breadwinner and she just felt very, um, felt powerless. Okay. So a lot of times as a child, especially if we're close to a parent and we see our parents suffer. So how would you say that your mom suffered? What feelings do you think she had other than frustration and powerless? Um, she felt you know, it's, it's interesting you're uh, bringing that up because in my own work, I do a lot of mother daughter uncovering. (laughs) 
So it's totally, it's, it's exactly there. My role, the role that I played as a daughter, my mom has never had um, friends, like girlfriends. And I was sort of like her best friend to the point that at some point of my life, I even was sort of like her coach. And I felt like I'm taking care of her around when she was 40, 41, she was depressed, like she had a depression, which was so debilitating for me. It was really painful. I still remember that. And I just felt like my mom just doesn't, she just, just doesn't do what it takes to just be, you know, this woman, this amazing woman that she is. Like I always tell her, mom, you have so much potential. Like, why aren't you doing something with it? She just doesn't, you know, still to this day, doesn't believe in herself. And it's really, really painful. Okay. Okay. So let's bookmark that because you might've taken some of that on because I think that there's probably a part of you that doesn't believe in yourself. But what I'm really curious about here, Doreen, is again, as a child, if we see our parents suffer in any way, sometimes we make a conscious, which becomes unconscious vow or promise of, I will never be like that. I will never be like that. So you might've made seeing your mom feel frustrated and like powerless and, and like she didn't have a man that was financially taking care of her. And that was very stressful for her. And she had to be the responsible one. You might've made some kind of vow in your head, like that will never be me. I will never have to be like that with a man. I will have a man that financially takes care of me. I don't want this life. Hmm. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I, there is another, you know, it's uh, just to bring that point up. There's a memory that, and again, this is in my journaling sort of came up to me. I was at some point um, sort of contemplating and reflecting back. And there is this memory, I think I was four years old of my dad uh, coming home and my parents, they, they did two immigrations. So I know it's been really tough for them financially. And so, but that was before they immigrated the first time. And I remember my dad had a business and he was very successful and he brought this huge, uh, like a lot of money. Like I remember like cash, a lot of cash. And he gave it to my mom and she was so happy. Right. Right. (laughs) And I think, and I don't know, this memory stuck in my head And I guess this is sort of the feeling that I want. It's like I want to be taken care of a man. Exactly, which is what's happening right now. Right. So you had a picture of this is what makes your... So you obviously have a little bit of a codependent relationship with mom. You've got an identification with her. Yeah. You took on her suffering, her frustration, her powerless. At four years old, you have this powerful memory of dad brings home a lot of cash and you see mom happy. And you're like, oh, that's what makes a woman happy. Mm -hmm. The man bringing home a lot of cash. Right. And you also form the belief that in order to feel safe, I need a man taking care of me financially. So you've done an excellent job, an excellent job of manifesting that for yourself. (laughs) So first, I think instead of looking at this as a problem, You need to look at it like, wow, that little girl inside of me who maybe never felt safe because of her own dad's reckless behavior with money, who saw her mom suffer and feel so unsafe in that, wow, like I manifested something different. I honored that promise to my little girl who really needed to feel safe with a man. Mm. So can you see that that was an important part? 
Yeah, this was it's it was my my healing basically. Exactly, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And so, part of what may create the breakthrough for this is not to fix a problem, but really to go, okay, now I'm moving to my next level when it comes to money. Because you're approaching this, in my, in my listening of you, you're approaching this as you have a money problem you need to fix yeah. right? versus I needed to feel safe. I didn't want to end up like my mother. I made this unconscious pact to myself that I will find a man who financially supports me because at four years old, the belief was seated that that's what will make me happy. Wow. I did that for myself. That's awesome. What's my next level? What's my next level? So I think that part of what's keeping you stuck, Doreen, is you keep trying to fix a problem versus really acknowledging that you needed to play this out to make yourself feel safe. This was a promise you made to yourself at a very young age. Right. And a lot of times something doesn't shift if it's fulfilling a promise to our like little one inside because that's what makes us feel safe. So I think the work here is to appreciate it, love it, feel safe in it, and keep reminding yourself and that little girl that as you go and start to build your career and start to have money, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be taken care of as well. Like it's not going to all of a sudden be all on you. Because I think what happens is as soon as money starts to come in your hands, as soon as you start to make it, some part of you gets triggered of, oh, wait, if I have to be responsible, I might end up like my mom and then I might end up depressed and powerless and I don't want to do that. Mm. Okay, you're making me cry now because it's so true. Yeah, what feels true? That, (laughs) the feeling of... um, that I don't want to be like my mom. Right. Even though I love her so much. I don't want to be like her. I hear you. How do you want to be? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I come from a family of three girls and I also have three girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I I just want to be this. I don't want my girls to parent me. I want to be be the one who is parenting them, like, you know, guiding them, supporting them when they need. Till this day, I feel like I do this for my mom. Yeah. Well, there may need to be some boundaries around that. And I think the most important person to parent here, Doreen, is yourself. Right. (laughs) Sounds like there needs to be some explanation to, to yourself, too, around you know, money and what it means and where true safety comes from. Right. Yeah, it's true. So if you could go back and tell your younger self, maybe that, how how old were you when your mom slipped into that depression at 40 or 41? 17. Okay. So if you could go back and tell that 17 year old girl anything, what would you tell her? I would say that even though you came from, you know, these wonderful people, and I do love love my parents very much, there is someone who is taking care of you. And that's, you know, higher power, that's, you know, God, I believe I have a very strong relationship with God right now. Um, Yeah, because I feel like at the end of the day, that's all I have, (laughs) you know? Well, 
it's an important part of what we have, but it's not all you have. How's your relationship with your husband? It's great. Thank goodness. Beautiful. He's a great man. Yeah. He's a Beautiful. great man. He's a great father. I feel like this is it. This is it. This is like you said, it's sort of like this promise that I made to myself when I was little that I will get it and I will um, create it for myself. And I truly did. I did a very right. good job. <laughs> you did. And this is the key. You're not letting it in because a part of you still identified with mom and suffering. See, here's, we don't ease someone else's suffering by taking it on. And sometimes when we see, especially someone so we're close, we're so close to like a parent and we see our life turns out better than theirs, there's almost like a guilt. Mm, And I think that perpetuates why you spend. Why? I don't understand that. Well, if we go back to the lottery example of when you don't feel worthy on some level or you even feel a little guilty. Like also I've read things about people that win the lottery, they feel like, oh gosh, like I didn't really earn this, you know? So there's even a little guilt. So Mm. part of you may feel even a bit guilty that your life is so much better than your mom's, especially if there was the belief system early on that you had to take care of her. Yeah, that might be. I remember when we just moved to a new, new house and she came over, I felt her jealousy. Yes. Yes. So can you see why you may be blocking out your own earning potential or spending? Because that may be a way that you're pushing it away because you don't want to make her feel uncomfortable. Right. Again, this is all very subtle, but it's powerful. Mm. And so... From my point of view, the real breakthrough here is for you to one, acknowledge and really celebrate, wow, I've created the life that I want. Powerful manifester. Look at you. Mm. You've got a great husband. You've got these three girls. You're not fighting around money. You don't have a man who's reckless with money. You don't feel frustrated and powerless. Wonderful. Wonderful. Own that. Celebrate that. Be like, wow, if I can do this, what's my next level in terms of prosperity and abundance? And from, and from my point of view, your next level is to really cut the cords with mom. That doesn't mean don't have a relationship with her, don't love her, but know that your life and her life are separate. And she made her choices. She's on her path and you deserve to have the abundance, the prosperity, the home, the clients that you dream of. You do not have to make yourself small to ease her suffering. (laughs) It's so funny you're saying that because my entire life I told her, stop playing small, stop playing small. (laughs) Well, why don't you take your own advice? Right. I do have to take my own advice. You you don't have a money problem here, my love. You have a playing small problem. Right. Because you feel guilty to be bigger, happier than mom. Right. That's true. Yeah, 100%. That's so true. And the last thing I want for my girls is for this pattern to to pass pass on to them. It's so it's so wrong. It's it's not real. I know it's not. Well, don't judge it. That's not going to help. It's been it's been part of your learning. And the more you don't want it, the more you feed it. 
So you look at it, you own it, you shift it inside yourself, and you start paying more attention to what you want to create. So what is the pattern that you want to create around money? So I love coaching. I actually, I have chosen to be a stay-at-home mom. Like I've chosen, I can't really say that I didn't, you know, that I was working all these seven years. <laughs> it's not true. Um, I, you know, I was, this is how my husband and I decided we wanted to have kids and I decided to stay home with them. I really wanted to be with them and give them uh, myself. Um, and now I started, um, going back to my health practice, health coaching practice, and I started coaching people and I just love, just love connecting with people. And like you're doing with me right now, it's like, it's, it's amazing to see when people are like having these aha moments and the, what, what so I want to build. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Okay. Do you see how I asked you about money, the pattern you want to create and you're not talking about money? (laughs) Yes. I feel, yeah, I know. I know. I feel uncomfortable talking about this. Right. Like, are you asking me exactly how much I want to make? No, I just want to know what the pattern around money, the new belief system around money, what do you want that to be? Can you give me an example? Just so I know I'm in the right direction. No. No, (laughs) Um, I want to be able to sell programs online and I want to have my own bank account and I want to feel like I'm earning this money myself. Okay. So is the new pattern I want, my intention is to earn money doing something I love and have a healthy relationship with it. Right. And as part of your homework, I'm going to ask you to do two things. First thing, write a letter to your mom that you never send Mm. around what you're giving back to her in terms of belief systems around money and relationship to money and anything that you've taken on from her. Mm. I love that. Okay. And then the second thing is to write down your new belief systems around money and earning and what you'd like to create. Okay. Okay. I will. Yeah. And remember a big part of this is again, celebrating. Wow. Like I got what I promised myself as a little girl. I'm not trying to fix a problem here because things are pretty good. I'm just up leveling where I am right now. Okay. And then you move into owning your prosperity, owning your worth, cutting the cord for mom, and really reminding yourself, Doreen, that you're not helping her by suffering in the same way that she's suffered. You're not helping her be bigger by being smaller. Yeah, that's true. So it's really time for you to shine your light, to own your worth. And if she's jealous or triggered or anything by that, not your problem. You are the daughter. She's the mother. Right. That's true. (laughs) And another thing in terms of what you said, you said, I don't want my girls to parent me Then stop parenting your mother. (laughs) That's not true. But it it feels like she really needs it. Like she wants it. That's what you set up. And you're going to have to start setting some boundaries in that. But then my mom is going to crumble, Christine. Because I've seen how her mom crumbles. Her mom had dementia because she didn't have any relationship with, you know, her own kids. They were all 
very busy creating their Beautiful. own. Life. And here's what you do because you're back in your codependent pattern right now. Go out, get some clients, earn some money, figure out how much you would like to invest in a coach for your mom Ooh. and give her that gift, but have a limit on it. You know, maybe it's $500 or $1,000 or whatever it is. I don't want this to be perpetual. It's like a one-time thing. Like, mom, I'm investing in this coach so that you can, if she, you know, wants it. But it's, you have to stop catching the fish for her. It's the difference between teaching someone how to fish, they eat for a lifetime versus catching right. the fish for them and feeding them. It's true. So if you want to empower her, go out, earn some money, have an abundance of it and say, this is a gift. I found coaching or therapy so helpful. This is for you, mom, because I'm not, I'm your daughter, not your coach. And then it's up to her. But if she crumbles, that is not your responsibility. I know it's hard, but if you want to break this pattern, you've really got to get that. You can love her. You can have compassion for her, but she's in charge of her life, not you. And if you continue to mother her, then this pattern will continue to play out. Yeah. And who knows? The more you break the pattern and step into playing big and your worth, maybe she'll catch on to that. Yeah. But maybe. you playing small isn't helping. Yeah. Yeah. She's very smart when it comes to giving other people advice. But when it comes to her own, she's, she, she's crippled by fear. I know that. Doreen, it's time <laughs> to focus on you. Yeah. Okay. I will. I, I love this letter. I would, I have to read it. <laughs> Great. Do you feel like you had a bit of a breakthrough? Yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Christine. I really appreciated Doreen's intention for a breakthrough because that created a very powerful session for her. Yes, I bring my coaching experience to the table, but a big reason the sessions are as powerful and insightful as they are on this podcast is because of our amazing callers. Doreen already knew a lot and worked on this issue for a while, but instead of thinking she already knew and tried everything or going into frustration that nothing was working, she was open. She's like, I'm ready for a breakthrough. That is why setting an intention before you do anything is so important. I do this with all my clients at the beginning of a session. I do it in the opening circle of every retreat. I do it in my own healing and coaching sessions when I'm the client. And I even have my team set intentions before a project or a meeting. I suggest you implement this as a coach or when you're the client. It's also great to do it at the beginning of any business meeting or call or any important or potentially heated conversation. Setting an intention creates an agreement between two people and the tone of the conversation. Energetically, it also puts out there to the universe what you want to give and receive in any exchange, which increases the likelihood of it actually happening. Now, Doreen didn't really say, my intention is, but I often have clients do that, but she was really, really, really clear she was committed to a breakthrough. So let's unpack my conversation with Doreen a bit. The biggest thing I want to impart on you from this call is to not make anything that has served you in some way wrong by judging it or not fully letting it in. Doreen did have a judgment of being financially dependent on her husband, but as she learned in the call, this was actually a really big win for her that she was not feeling enough. She really decided at a young age that she was going to be with someone who could financially support her, that she didn't want to have to go through what her mother went through. And she manifested that. She set that up. Bravo. She honored this promise she made to herself as a little girl. 
And the more we celebrate and acknowledge what we have created without judgment, even if it doesn't look like exactly what we want it to look like, even if we have different goals for the future, we've got to celebrate what we've done so far. The more we really, really focus on what we have, the more we can create more of what we want. Okay. For example, if I focus on all the flops or failures I've had in my business, and I've had them over all the incredible opportunities I've had, what do you think I'm going to create more of opportunities or expectation hangovers? You guessed it. If I focus on the flops, more expectation hangovers. Whatever we focus on and how we focus on it expands. Doreen was so focused on what she did not like about her financial situation, she was totally missing out on truly acknowledging what she had created, what she likes. You heard as a young girl, she saw her mom feel frustrated and powerless. And as kids, when we see our parents struggle, we often make a vow or promise to ourselves that I will never end up like that. And like I said, Doreen honored that promise to herself. She feels safe and provided for by her husband. Awesome. Great growth. Great manifestation. Now what's the next level? This is huge, you guys. It's huge. I really want to encourage you to shift from working on things from the judgmental perspective that you've done it wrong in the past to really acknowledging that how you've done it so far has served you, extract the lessons from it, and then explore what the next level is. What limiting beliefs is it time to let go of? Who needs to be forgiven? And then what new beliefs and behaviors can you put into place? Seriously, if you can change your orientation from self-improvement which reinforces the misunderstanding that something is wrong with you to self upgrades or up leveling, which reinforces the understanding that you're always growing and simply moving to the next level. That will be a game changer. I also want to talk about Doreen's pattern of being the parent of her mother and taking on her pain so much. So that's preventing her from really owning and celebrating her own abundance. You heard her say she even felt like her own mom felt jealous. The bigger she got, the smaller her mom felt. So she almost made herself feel small to keep her mom comfortable because she wasn't comfortable with her mom's uncomfortable feeling. It's really challenging to feel abundant and create more prosperity when we feel guilty. Here she is trying to learn abundance, but she's in a scarcity mindset when it comes to her mother. She contracts because she feels her mom's jealousy or discomfort. I also really get Doreen loves her mom a lot. And it's scary for her to feel like boundaries could cause her mom to crumble. Now, I know my stance on this may feel harsh. And my stance is it's not Doreen's job to save her mom. And perhaps her mom does need to fall apart to up-level her own life. However, I am also sensitive to where Doreen is. She's not ready to totally cut her mother off or put up harsh boundaries, which is why I suggested allotting a certain amount of money helping her mom find her own coach. So Doreen still feels like she's helping her, but she's hiring someone to really help her mom sort out her own struggles. So Doreen doesn't have to continue being the parent or the coach. This is an important note to coaches and to anyone hiring a coach, but to coaches, you want to stretch your clients, but not so much so that they snap. Be sensitive to where they are, please. And give them a step that is reasonable and realistic. Even if you think a more drastic step would be better, what matters most is that your client follows through. And for all of you, please be wary of any coach who attempts to push you too far out of your comfort zone 
and says that you're not being accountable enough, you're not being fearless enough. And if you want to get results, you have to do what I say. Trust your own intuition. Yes, get uncomfortable, take steps that create different results, but do not let anyone talk you into anything that feels 100% out of alignment with your truth, or even a 51% out of alignment with your truth, or you know what? In any way out of alignment with your truth, honor your truth. All right. So some takeaways for you. Consider if there were any vows or promises you consciously or unconsciously made as a kid, like I will never be like that, or I will never have that, or I will make sure this is different. And look at what that is creating in your life. And do some of those vows or promises need to be celebrated and acknowledgement like, yay, you did it. Now what's next? Or do some of those vows or promises need to be renegotiated? Second, if there is someone that you need to break some energetic ties to, and you need to give back some belief systems to, like in Doreen's case, it was her mother, write them a letter that you never mail stating what you're no longer taking on, stating what you're really giving back. And finally, if you really resonate with wanting to up your financial IQ, not just in terms of practical and strategical things, but also in terms of energetic I really, really love a little tiny book called The Abundance Book by John Randolph Price. That's a great one. I love The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. And I also love Money, A Love Story by my friend Kate Northrup. Those are all really great resources to try. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it. Hit me up on Instagram. Tell your friends about it. Leave a rating and review. All of the above really helps the show grow. And I always love connecting with you guys on Instagram and Facebook. I'm super easy to find Christine Hassler. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.